Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome to our party. Oh, man. We got a really good <laughs> guest on today. I don't reckon we've had like an author or like some criminal person on before. Oh, she's not a no, criminal. She's not a criminal. She writes about <laughs> criminals. She's a Melbourne court reporter. Yeah. And she's an author. No, we. Yeah. I don't reckon we have had an author. So this is no. like a tick tick. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but this week's been a good week. It's getting bloody cold. Uh, I am not a fan of the wind. Months I like the summer. Yeah, well, it's not so bad um, up here on the central coast because mm. I'm, I'm up a bit further, just north of Sydney. So it's been wet though. Which yeah, I, when would... I was at Sydney what a month ago, I was just rained and was fucking freezing. So I don't know about this whole we get the better weather thing because would... there was nothing there for me. I would actually prefer it to be freezing my nuts off rather than it being wet because when it's wet you just can't do anything. It's boring. Imagine girls with little nuts. Like imagine. <laughs> Like when you say freeze them off, like imagine they just hang at the end of the vagina or something like this little two ball. Hang bags. on, do you know that's the th- that's what happens? You know how people are like, why do boys have nipples? You know when you are a fetus, but your when you are a fetus when you are a fetus, <laughs> your your genitalia when um, you yeah, are a fetus yeah, when you've got genitals okay, you, in your, your fetus. Genital, genitals, your clitoris, if you turn into a boy, Hello. grows what? further and that becomes the penis. Did you know oh, that? so early days when you're yeah. kind of no sex, almost. Well, no, you yeah, can't be no you, sex. Yeah, when you're no sex. Yeah, well, you're always a sex, though. You're always a girl or a boy straight up. No, I don't think you are. I think you're nothing, and then you grow into something depending on what. Oh, we've stage got to look. We've at. got to look that in. Because uh, are you sure? No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So when you're one week, you know, you're you've just you're one week. You're just this weird little bean. You're like nothing yet. You're not. You're, you're just asexual. You know? Are you? You know how people are freaking out about trans oh God, and asexuals? A, yeah. Everybody was one at some point. You were just a nothing. You had no willy. You had no vagina. That you explains. So much for what? all of this Caitlyn Jenner discussion oh, and every yeah. like you know the whole trans or, 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 or you know anything like that that just explains a lot. You can just totally understand how this, this is all very very possible and is happening, which that, it is obviously that you can just go either way, and that's why boys well, and that girls you, have, you feel, have nipples because you are you can go either way at one point. Mm, it's very yeah. interesting. All right, well, this has nothing to do with our uh, show this week, um, but we are two chicks that are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying here and every week. If you want to listen to any of our other shows, head to iTunes, please. That'd be lovely. Uh, and subscribe if, you, if you're lucky, if you'd like. Uh, or you can head to podcast.thinkagirl.com.au. Find us on Facebook as well at facebook.com forward slash thinkagirls. Let's call this Biash. Yeah. We've given a little bit of an intro, but, I mean, she's she's a busy chick. Yeah, she's doing lots of stuff. She is a Melbourne Court reporter. She's an author. She's got two books out with Harper Collins. She's a published beg, author. Beg Hello. your pardon. Hello. Uh, two books called Chasing Chris Campbell, <laughs> and she's also got Husband Hunters. Yeah, I'm keen to hear about this. Her name is Genevieve Gannon. Hi. How are you, Genevieve? <laughs> 
How are you? Good. You were obviously expecting our call. Do you normally answer the phone like that? Oh, no. Hi, how are you? I was like, oh, it's very familiar. Chris, Hi, it's your tax man. <laughs> Why tax man? Oh, I don't know. It could be just a random person calling for a donation or something. Oh, good Lord. Genevieve Gannon, we are so wrapped to have you on our show. I, I really am excited to hear your gem and excited to hear all the thoughts that you've got to bring on to particular topics because you're one smart cookie, my friend. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Um, I was so excited to discover the Thinker Girl podcast and it's really great to um, be able to chat to you in person. Yeah, I reckon. Now, let us know where you're sitting, as we called you, right this second. <laughs> I'm sitting in the Victorian Supreme Court. <gasps> wow. So official. Because we've mm. had, Jen, we've had some, some pretty Could interesting you ones. talk to them about my parking fines while you're doing that? <laughs> yeah, that'd be handy. I'm not in handcuffs, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> Genevieve, we've had some pretty interesting spots where, where our hot seat hotties have sat. Often there's lots of cars, like um, bathrooms. We've had outside shopping centres in supermarkets and stuff. But I don't know that we've ever had the Victorian Supreme Court before. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is this is my workplace. Yeah, that's right, and and that's why we're. I guess we kind of already feel a little bit like we're we're probably interrupting some important important office business. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that we feel like we're taking you away from something. But no, it's all, no. we, you've got us for half an hour. Yeah, absolutely. All, okay. all wrapped up for the okay. day, and well, I, I'd much know. rather speak to you than the criminals down here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see how you feel at the end of the show but I, if you still think the same but if you haven't listened to our show before welcome uh we do all talk thoughts you're thinking but not say, saying including a topic from our hot seat hottie uh, where everybody brings something that's on their mind that they may not have said out loud just like talking to your girlfriends and um, we'll do a bit of a contents fill up the duck reins us in uh when it's time to wrap up but girls what's on our minds this week that we're thinking but not saying um today i want to talk about threesomes and i'm pretty sure way back for a ago on the potty we we've covered this one before but um, it's more the fact of a threesome and a, and a female the heart the female half of a heterosexual relationship s- inviting another female into that setup okay so chicks and threesomes really is what the are they ever is, yeah. actually okay with it is it to impress a partner within a relationship how does it all sit so okay. yeah okay Genevieve what about you we're going to be talking about, well, I'm going to be talking about the art of husband hunting and uh, whether that's a good idea or not. Okay, I'm interested because you've written a whole book on it. Mm. So it must have actually stemmed from somewhere. So I'm keen to hear exactly how this came about uh, and what you've got to add because husband hunting, yeah, I don't know. I'm just bloody interested in this. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I want to talk about a theory I have about people that use their iPhones regularly versus people that use them less. I think that there is one thing that people that use them a lot have in common. Uh, and I wonder if you guys agree. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not sure if it's a bit controversial. Can we start with that? Because I'm very intrigued. This is interesting. Okay. The whole phone thing, because I've got a lot to say on this. Okay. Well, I think just to uh, just to really put it out there, I think that people that talk on their phones, oh, no, sorry, use their phones more than people that don't tend to be more insecure. That's inter- I find that interesting that you say that because you are on your phone a lot. Mm. <laughs> oh, you are on your phone a whole lot. Mm. Um, in social settings and stuff and, and seeing friends. And it's I don't ever feel like it's a rude thing, but you can kind of, you're doing two things at once. 
But mm. you would definitely, like, would, would you class yourself as an insecure person? No, I think, I mean, this is going to sound like a bit of a cop-out. And the reason that I did come up with this theory was because the type of use I was using my phone in probably over the last, maybe about two months ago, when I first moved back to Melbourne, I was feeling just really unsettled. I, I wasn't feeling kind of comfortable with my surroundings. Everything was a little bit up in the air. I found myself, even around some of my best mates, even around people on my phone and it was a little bit more than I was used to but it was what I was doing on my phone I was looking at other people on my phone so when you refer to me being on my phone Christy a lot of the time and this may sound like a cop-out but a lot of the time I am working I really truly am if I'm on my phone it's very rarely that I'm sitting in a public setting and looking up my Facebook feed I'm generally on our Thinker Girl page, making sure posts have gone up, making sure there's something that's fired off, seeing how many comments there is. So I don't know if that still sits in the same category, Mm -hmm. but what I'm focusing this bit on was a little bit separate from work. It's more about, I guess, distracting yourself from external environments and, and looking at other people's lives because potentially you're not, you're wanting a bit of an escapism. Does that make sense? And so when I had this month where I was feeling a little bit unsettled, I found myself stalking more. I found myself being on the phone when I was with people. Um, And it wasn't for work stuff. It was to look at other people's pages or to look at what other people were doing. And I was with people. And as much as I totally agree that I am on my phone a lot, in this moment it did feel like it was about a bit of escapism, and I think it was because I was trying to distract myself from how I was feeling really unsettled and probably at that time totally insecure. Genevieve, is it also a little bit of that FOMO, do you think, that's coming into play? Maybe a bit of fear of missing out. You're, you're out of your normal environment. You're wondering what everyone else is doing. Well, I kind of got back to my normal environment, so that's what where the irony mm. is because moving oh, right. back to Melbourne, I moved home. So I actually was just feeling really unsure about where I fit and how it all worked. So I found myself looking at other people's lives a lot more than I would have usually. I, and I get that. But... I, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, this is what people that are always uncomfortable with things are doing on their phone. But They're looking at other people's lives. But was there a reason that you were doing it whilst you were with friends? Like, did I you... was constantly feeling insecure. I con- Like, I was all – I just for a good month or two, I was so – I just felt unsure about everything. And no one was making me feel unsure. I just just doubted myself all the time. And unsure about your friendships, like your relationships with those people, and that's why you felt the need to look at a phone? No, 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 no. It wasn't about anyone in particular. It was just about how I was feeling about myself, which is what my, that's my whole point, is that I then turned to my phone to make myself feel comfortable. I get that. I'm just struggling to understand why you do it when you're with friends because... Because it, I was uncomfortable all the time. Like, just because if you're feeling a little bit insecure about where you're at or, yeah. or what you're feeling comfy with, it doesn't make a difference. Like, it's nice to hang out with your besties and it's nice to go to yoga and it's great to go for a run. But in the end, you you might just be having a bit of a shit couple of months and, and nothing that is around you can really change that. Mm. So who... You know what it was? I can't we keep doing that. Oh, you know what Genevieve, don't worry. Just talk. we got to talk over just each other. Just talk, babe. Just, yes, yeah. absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, what was the question, sorry? What do you think you were trying to find on your phone? What do you think it was that you were seeking 
that you were turning to your phone to for? Well, I don't think it was FOMO. I don't think I was looking to see where I could be. It was just distracting myself from that I must have been feeling uncomfortable. Mm. Like, so when I say I was stalking, I would look at what other people were doing, not because I wanted to do what they wanted to do, but because I didn't really want to be in the present. Mm. I was uncomfortable Mm. with where Mm. I presently was. And I went, oh my God, this is what a lot of people must feel like all the time. Because I look at other people on their phones and I don't think there's one right or wrong. I think there's obviously you've got social etiquette, which I'm definitely guilty of. But I guess the reasonings, if I'm with people on my phone, would never be to stalk someone else. Um, rather than take their own company. That's not really my normal setting. But in this few months, it was. And I thought, wow, this is what people do to distract themselves from, I guess, environments where they potentially feel insecure or, or not, not, not comfy. So how did, you, mm-hmm. how did you notice that you were doing it? Because you said, I've noticed that looking back on those few months, the, the way I was using my phone was different. Mm. Was it a mate or someone that pointed out to you that, that said, hey, I just need to pull you up on this? Or was it something that you just looked back on um, now and can realize? And Because no, obviously, just... are you not doing it now? No, 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 no. It was just for that kind of time. And to be honest, I, I think I just stopped doing it and realized one day, I think I even realized, why are you fucking looking at this person? You're on the couch sitting next to someone, mm. like talk to them, like, mm. because that's not really how I operated. And for the 80,000th time, all of my fucking friends are going to be listening to this going, oh, you are on your phone all the time. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I'm admitting I am. Yeah. But it was the use of my phone that I realized shifted. And I do think there is a difference in, I don't know, working. I don't think there's one right or wrong and looking for escapism. Do you know what I mean? So constantly looking at other people's profiles, constantly looking at what everybody else is doing, constantly wondering what's going on in other people's lives other than what's present in yours. So from here on out, if you are on your phone, when you're with mates, it's basically just because you're going to be working. Well, I always am. Yeah. What are you saying that I'm not? I'm just saying... From now on, if we are out for coffee or we're sitting down to lunch or having a wine and you've got your iPhone out, I would just assume it's because you're working. (laughs) Well, we are in a bit of a pickle here because our work is obviously quite broad. Catch 22. Oh, man. Genevieve, for you, do you, I mean, could you relate or even understand where I'm coming from or are you confused too? Um... I'm I'm a massive phone addict, so I don't Mm. think I'd even notice if I was doing that because I'm just my phone is constantly glued to my hand. Um, (laughs) Are you? But let's talk about what you're doing when you're on your phone. Yeah, what are you looking at? Um, Twitter. I'm a massive Twitter addict. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. But that's. I think. But to be honest, I think that's work. It's still distracting, but I don't think that's like. But it still is distracting. Yeah, maybe I am contradicting myself. I just think if you are feeling insecure or uncomfortable or potentially not 100% about a situation and feeling a bit of a disconnect, the fucking worst thing you can do is get out your phone because there's people that are sitting in front of you that want to talk to you and hear about your shit. Yeah, I know. But this isn't – since when have we ever done gems where it's like judgment central, like you should do this instead? I can't help it. It's gone now. I did that and I'm telling the story. But I tell you what, in the moment, you can know that. But mm. I, I wasn't, mm. I wasn't comfy. I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't. I just wanted a, a bit of an escapism. Mm. And I do notice that with some friends, it is different. Yeah, I'm on my phone a lot, but I, I will never. I'm not sitting on someone's page 
and stalking them yeah. while I'm having dinner with my mate. That's not happening. Mm. And there mm. are mates that do that. Mm, I've got mates are. that will sit there properly having the Facebook you know, scroll that you have when you're alone in bed yeah. at dinner. And yeah. I, you can say I'm on my phone all, all you want, but I'm not doing that. I'm mm. not freaking going from ex-boyfriends to friends to aunties to uncles to cousins to male model from, you know, I don't know, a show I saw last week to this to this at mm. dinner. Mm. Like I, it's not, there's no Facebook holes for me then. But at this point I was. So it was weird. So I do feel like potentially if you're doing that, you're obviously uncomfortable with your surroundings if you're looking to escape. Yeah. That was kind of my observation. Very interesting. Yeah. It makes sense. I kind of think um, if you're sort of alone at a restaurant, maybe waiting for someone, feeling a, little, feeling a little bit insecure, the natural reaction is to pick up your phone and just distract yourself. So maybe it's sort of an extension of that. You were feeling uncomfortable, and even though there were people around you, you still sort of made that did that reaction of just sort of turning to your phone, that habit that we do tend to do when we are alone and feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think mm. that maybe from the outside it wouldn't have looked any different because I'm on my phone a bit, but I knew it was different. Yeah. I knew what I was on my phone for, which was to distract myself from where I was at, and that was really unlike me. Mm. And so I thought, wow, people that are looking at other people's Facebook feeds all the time when they're with other people must feel this feeling that I'm feeling temporarily and that's a bit shit. It's like, not hard to do, though. It's truly yeah. not hard to do. Like, you're right, sometimes... And as much as you're like, stop judging me as if I don't do it, I do do it. And I, you do sometimes have to go, whoa, and pull yourself up. What am and I get doing? get out of the hole. Put it like, down because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. It's so easy to do. It's a fucking rabbit hole. Sometimes mm. you're like, oh, my God, sorry. I've been sitting here at a dinner conversation you, and you kind of are in a conversation with somebody and you go, hang on one sec because mm. something's popped up on your phone. And whilst you're there, something else has popped up, like a Facebook thing. And then before you know it, you've been staring at your phone for three minutes and you haven't even written back to the text that you picked your phone up for. <laughs> yeah, I you know. know what I mean? And then you get on a roll, screenshotting random shit. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're right. It's not. It's definitely not hard to do. And I mm. think in, 20, in this day and age, in 2015, you do have to be strict with yourself. Because honestly, if you weren't, you would just actually get nothing done. Yeah, and it goes back to my point of also saying I think it depends on your mood on how much you're doing it. So I think if you're kind of being in the moment, you're in a healthy, happy place and you're with people that you care about, you're going to be on your phone less. But if you're, it might not just be about the company. It might also be about where you're at personally mm. and if you're feeling like talking or maybe. Mm. And so the first thing that you go to do, and you're right, Chrissy, I should have said, I'm feeling so not myself and talk about it. But you don't always want to do that. And if the phone's there as an option, you don't have to do that. You yeah. go and you look on your phone. And that's the bit that I guess I was reflecting on. How fucking easy is it to yeah. retreat yeah. and to just go inward? It's scary. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose if you're not feeling yourself, you might not have felt you were able to say that at that particular time if you were feeling a little bit disconnected. Yeah, and I don't even, you know, because it wasn't like an instance that happened. I just was like, wow, this move knocked me about, which a moving kind of tends to do. Philip went off a thousand years ago. So, Christy, you want to have, have a crack? Or maybe Genevieve. No, Genevieve, go. I want to hear about this husband hunting idea. Obviously, you've, oh, got, you've, got a, you've got a whole lot of thoughts on it because you wrote an entire book on it. And that's we're not mm. even just saying that as a joke. You actually But did. it must have. I mean, tell us where, I guess, the idea came from and, and what and where, I, I don't know, where this all starts. Like, how do you write a whole book on this one topic? 
Well, it's just that um, I, I was doing a lot of work on the man drought. Everyone knows about the man drought. Sure. Um, and like, not just anecdotally, but there's actually data that came out um, yeah. a couple of years ago. There not to put really you on the spot, book. Genevieve, sorry to interrupt, but hmm. what do you know any statistics off the top of your head in terms of Australia? Oh, do you know what? I actually don't know the statistics off the top of my head anymore, but there was a book written by a demographer, Bernard Salt, who's a Melbourne man, and it's actually called The Man Drought, and it just talks about how um, around the age of 34, Mm. this is using Australian census data, um, women, single women, begin to outnumber single men. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, we all, all, all single girls kind of probably feel like that's the truth, but here were some actual figures saying that this is what was going on. Um, and so I wrote a series of articles about this and I had a chat to some relationship professionals and, um, one of the most interesting things, a lot of them were saying was that women need to stop being so romantic and they should be more, yeah, they should stop waiting for Prince Charming. They should stop waiting for that sort of meet cute that they see in all the movies. Sorry, why, um, why, Genevieve, why is this just a woman thing? Why do women just need to stop? looking for Mr. Right because typically they, uh, like statistically, they outweigh the dudes. So they've no, kind no, of... No, 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 no. She said stop looking for romance, ah. not Mr. Right. Ah. Yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah, stop looking for that kind of Prince Charming fantasy, basically. But the, the women were saying, oops, sorry, the um, relationship counsellors were saying that women should be more pragmatic. Um and I actually really didn't agree with that at all, uh, but I thought it made a funny basis for a story. When you, when you, and when you were writing this, were you single yeah. then? Uh, on, on and off, because okay. it took, a, it took okay. a while to write. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just thought it would make a really funny comedy, this idea of women running around trying to, um, you know, use their professional skills to find a man. Because I, I didn't think it would work. Um, and I don't think it does work, really. I don't know what you think. Do you think that that kind of scheming, plotting um, is, is a way to uh, achieve your romantic goals? Uh, absolutely not. Um, mm. And But, I mean, I, but on to that. Hang on, doesn't it come into play a bit, though? Like, no. it's, it's not important at all to know kind of what you're looking for? Yeah, you need to have an idea of what you want, but the rest is the process is fate. Like, you know, there is so many good relationships that end because two people are on different timelines. Like, and it all comes to timing and and universal stuff. Like, a lot of it means that you need to be compatible. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But there's heaps of solid relationships that end because I think... They're not meant to be, and they're obviously therefore not meant to be, but timing and so many different factors 
play into a relationship surviving or working. Mm. So I just don't think that just because you put a maths formula to it, that that's going to make it any easier to survive or to find than it's not. Mm. I, I, don't, I just think it's, it's it, it, love is the one thing that we don't have a lot of control over. Exactly. I, I completely with partner, agree. With a partner. I mean, Genevieve, with your experience, are you, are you a single person? Are you a single lady? Yeah, yeah, I am at the moment. Mm-hmm. So when you go and approach dating, I mean, have you tried both? Um, have you tried both avenues? Obviously, with research for the book and just in general trying all kinds of things. Because I know I just didn't write a book, and I've tried all different kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, n- not to this degree, but I mean, that's the reason I wrote the book because because professionals were saying this is what you should do, and I just don't, I just don't think. And it what works should at you all. do? Was what that the like, advice? What's the, points? what's the points? Like, so when you say like they have to approach it from a business perspective like what are the specifics they sort of come up with all of these little um i guess uh, i guess kind of, i don't i guess schemes and sort of little situations where they, so they kind of i feel as though you should this is like a csi kind of like <laughs> witch hunt movie and you're like in one of those dark rooms all those photos like stuck on the walls with like the bits of rope like connecting them all like connect the dots as if it's yeah. like this some sick kind of game but but essentially, that's kind of what it is. Like you, you plot exactly what you want, and you go out and you hunt it down. It's it sort of starts off um, pretty innocently. They sort of think, you know, what are the types of men that we want to meet? Where would we go? To, where should we go to meet that type of man? I think um, it's just about applying the type of principles that you would apply to say trying to get the great job that you want to trying to get that great man that you want. Um, and they, yeah, they, they sort of just try and think about things a little bit strategically. I get, I get that perspective because I do understand, and we've spoken about this a lot on our show, about how, you know, my best mates are married um, and I really enjoy spending time with them. <laughs> um, and I obviously am aware that spending time playing MasterChef in my bestie and her husband's kitchen on a Saturday night is really not going to introduce me to many men. But that makes me happy. So I continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, I get that the idea behind going to places to allow yourself to be open to, you know, sometimes every now and then, and I've just put this to my single girlfriends. I'm, I've, I hopped on Tinder for one day last week because I just kind of was like, oh, I've kind of felt like I was a bit bored with this whole Let's just leave it to everything. And then I hop straight off it again mm. because it is this real clinical thing. And I just don't think that it works. And it certainly doesn't work for me. But I do. And I did say to the girls. That it can be a bit got, gross. Yeah. yeah. It's foul. And yeah. it just. And, but I think it's good for people that only want to root and want to find each other. Mm. Like, that's great. But I'm not looking for that. So that's why it doesn't work for me. But I guess the clinical as- aspect works to that. I want sex. You want sex. We match. We go. That works. But again, but I, know, from a relationship, I know relationship. Relationships. I know lots of relationships, like loving long-term relationships that are still going that have started from Tinder. Yeah, so they started th- from Tinder early days. There was a 12-month no, grace period. No, this was actually a relationship that started three months ago. Well, then we don't even know if it's long-term. But before then, there was a relationship that was, I think, probably about a year and a half, and now there's another one that's been for about three months. And the mm. same, And the same person. 
So uh, I don't know. I I think I, it's rare. I think I don't I know. I think it's rare as well. Yeah. I I do, and I do think it's rare. And when you say Tinder is essentially for people wanting to have sex with each other, absolutely, I agree with that. That that would be ninety nine percent of people on there. But I don't know that you can completely rule out every single person on there and say that it's no, not, not going. I'm not, but it doesn't work for me. I'm not attracted to it. I don't find the process fun. I find it terrible. So it's not going to be for everybody is my point. And it certainly doesn't. It is a very clinical perspective. And so it's great they've found someone, but it is a clinical perspective the way you go into Christy. You, you actually, and it's very different to understand the concept. Genevieve, you can probably back me up here. Understand the concept and talk about it, and it's very different to actually going on it. Your photos are up there, they're being judged, you're judging other people. The whole thing when you're actually on it is a pretty foul kind of thing. And even that they may have found a relationship out of it, that's from the date. It's not from the Tinder process. Like, there's nothing. It's, I don't know. Genevieve, have you been on it? I want to say with you, I sort of every now and again I've gotten on to it and then I've gotten off again. But I actually, there's this quite interesting phenomenon that I've observed with Tinder, which is people who know each other in the in the real world, mm. um, who then match on Tinder and yes. are able to use that as a conduit Ooh. to letting each other know they're attracted to each other. That's so, well, so I actually, I've actually, it's funny you say that because I agree with you. I think that that could also be a little bit of a loophole. I think mm. that if you have a history and maybe you haven't crossed paths or maybe you didn't have the guts to say something, that potentially, but that still defeats the purpose that potentially two strangers meet because you're not strangers. Mm. So essentially yeah. that's just another way to run into another person at a bar that you already know. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it, it, it is a little bit different, but there's a guy that actually, I don't know, he propositioned me quite a few years ago when I first became single. I was into mm. his friend. He was really keen. He was like, just come back for a red, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Then he liked me. This is about a year ago when I first hopped onto Tinder. He liked me on Tinder. I liked him because I thought he actually is really cute. Yeah. And then nothing came of it. Mm. Oh, how annoying. It's just the whole thing. But I guess what I was going to say before we move on, because Philip has gone off, is that the clinical perspective, no, I don't really understand it. But but if, there, if do... there's experts, Genevieve, suggesting that it could potentially work, obviously there are some people that it has worked for. Maybe. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Perhaps it is. I think maybe they were trying to get people to, women to sort of lower their expectations. But you'd be familiar. There are often articles written about how romantic comedies have destroyed people's um, sort of expectate what they can expect from a romantic relationships. So mm. I think maybe it was um, trying to, it was coming at it from that perspective. Like almost like making a point, mm. like trying to be controversial a little bit. Yeah, um, kind of, yeah. And also that, that, you know, life isn't a romantic comedy. No, it's not. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, I think, I mean, look, as I said, those early stages of what they're suggesting to do, I don't think is a bad thing for life. Like if you're single and you happen to go out with a few of your single friends and you go to a bar where there's going to be people, then great. Like, I, you know, that's there's, there's some kind of planning and then there's another level. Does that make sense? Like I think there's, it's always good to kind of put yourself out there, mm. but then to a point where you start making it like a monopoly game, 
I I don't know. Don't we yeah. want something Maybe to be a bit sacred? I think love's mm. a bit sacred. I think we've got to throw that one over to someone else and not try and control it. Yeah. Mm, it's absolutely. like that it's like that TV show that Married at First Sight, which is the biggest bullshit of a show ever. <laughs> you know, that they're like, We use science to match up these couples that are perfect, we're gonna marry them off. And the first time they ever lie eyes on each other is at the altar. That I don't know. There's obviously something in the fact that it's like you've got a good profile, you've got a good profile, you would both be really compatible with each other. I would think that 99.9% of the time that it would not work. But who would know? Like if if one particular person or a group of people matches what you what you're going for or what your ideals are in a partner, whether it's a guy or a girl, and then when you meet and there is a spark regardless – I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. That's falling under that same first initial stages though. Like for you to go on online dating, for you to make sure, like make sure that there's every few nights you're out with single girls flirting, you know, and meeting at bars where there's guys, like they're all fairly innocent things to do as a single person. It's the next level Mm. that this study kind of goes in that I have the issue with, like where you're like, properly okay at this date I need to you know negotiate with him that he's going to want children at this time and Mm. we need to talk about this as a contract and that bit is the bit I have an issue with but you know being out there and trying different things to find someone I guess you got to do shit while you're bored in the end probably just all meant to be how you're meant to be and if that's through a bloody matchmaker Mm. or if that's on online dating it's probably just going to be a fate anyway Mm. but I just yeah I don't think I think that still comes down to fate as opposed to the fact that you controlled it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, young mate. Yes. Up you go. Let's talk threesomes. Um, uh, a male friend of mine recently told me that within his relationship, within a past relationship, that they had invited somebody else in and it was a bit of fun um, uh, and it was apparently all, it was all of his partner's idea, all of his girlfriend's idea. So he says, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I believe that. I believe that that was the setup. Like, if that's what he's claiming and that's what he's saying, I'm. You believe him. I'm. I'm believing that. But it's. I, I'm in this like weird place now, that wherever I see her or you know somebody brings them up in in general conversation, I have this not an image of it, but this weird feeling about it now that I'm like. <gasps> There's like this deep, dark secret she doesn't know that I know. And I'm a bit like, oh, my God. Like, I can never look at you in in the same way because I know that that's happened. And obviously, whatever people choose to do behind closed doors or whatever you want to do within it and open within a trusting relationship, fucking good on you. So open to that and so supportive of that, um, provided that, that both parties are totally consensual and, and up for it. But it's that part of the situation that, that I find a little bit confronting because I don't know, I, I, I think to myself, and this might be a complete and utter generalisation, but I just think that within a heterosexual guy-girl relationship, even if it is the chick who is inviting a female member into that relationship to spice things up or for whatever reason, I think there may potentially be this underlying reason for it that's maybe to please him and not potentially to please her. I can talk from experience because I've had this conversation with a boyfriend before and... It's interesting because 
at the time, we we all having playing a drinking game, my girlfriends and I, and then it got onto this conversation of, you know, would you, have you ever? And then this all started, threesomes came out, blah, blah, blah. And then the story came out and I was really confident in saying that said boyfriend at the time and I had openly discussed having a threesome mm-hmm. and that potentially, and they were like, you want one. And I was like, yeah, I've never kissed a girl before, but there's something interesting about that kind of sexual experience that I suppose I'd be very happy to tick off the list. And I trust him and we're really happy and this, this, and this. Only we weren't happy. Yeah. Only mm. we didn't last. Mm. And I just think that maybe you're right. You're onto something with the idea that it's about something else. But I don't think it has to necessarily be that he that she's trying to please him. I think there's just a big fat elephant in the room of their relationship. Do you think if it you doesn't? Were... Sorry, go on, Genevieve. You, were you bored in that relationship? Is that what you were saying? Oh, you were looking look, for something to things. bring a little yeah, bit of? Yeah. I, mean, mm. I can't exactly pinpoint exactly why at that moment it was ex- that time, but it, it's, you know, the relationship is no longer. Uh, and I also believe that, um, that, yeah, that there's unhappiness there. Now, this is if you start off monogamous. Like lots of people go into relationships as open relationships from the beginning and that works for them. I'm not talking about those types of people. I'm talking mm. about the people that stay together for a long time and that then bring this in later on in the game you got to question why. Mm. And I do agree that there's mostly an, uh, an underlying factor, but I just don't know if it's necessarily just about her pleasing him. I think mm. there's, there could be a few but that may, there. But that may potentially be one of them. And I was talking to my boyfriend, Zane, about this, and I was kind of like relaying the story to him and pissing myself laughing at the same time. And, of course, I did the typical girlfriend thing of, so, like, would you ever want that? And in my mind, I was like, there's no fucking way <laughs> oh God, that I, <laughs> lady trap, that I would ever, <laughs> a, as much as I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of bang up for what for whatever. Like, I'm pretty open and comfortable within myself and within my, you know, within this relationship and, and within you and all of that. But I just think if actually got down to the nitty gritty, oh, I couldn't do it. Mate, you've crossed your arms. Yeah. Like, do you know, if there was a body language person here, as soon as I you started to say- Nitty gritty, you I actually just... rolled your hands under your armpits and just like and got I'm... all comfy and protective. Like there couldn't be any more of a person that said, yeah. guard up, no one enter. And of course I did the, you know, as if I, this nonchalant, hey, it's no biggie. Like, oh yeah, threesomes. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it's everybody's tight. doing it. They're doing it. We could do it if you wanted. Hello. Where, Woo. you know, I did the, t- the kind of test where I was like, oh, is that something that you'd want? And he was like, oh, No. And I was like, okay, well, you didn't answer that as confidently as I would have hoped. But then, like, I don't know, we got into this conversation about, like, open relationships. And I suppose there is this um, idea that it's like, oh, open relationships. That's every guy's dream. You would think that within a relationship, and this is a generalization too, that you would go, every bloke, even happy within a relationship, that if he's allowed to fuck other people and she is too, that it's kind of like open slather for both parties, well, obviously, guys, more guys would be up, bang up for that than chicks would. Yeah. And I don't know. And Zane was like, nah, not true. That's a total generalisation. That's... Genevieve, what's your, I mean, have, what's your experience? 
I, I think that's a generalisation. I don't know if men are as up for it as we all think. Maybe there are some that are very um, vocal about how up for an open relationship they would be, and that's why we think that men tend to be more interested in that sort of thing. But it, it's interesting, if we could just bring it back to Tinder, um, I've noticed uh, sometimes you see couples on Tinder um, and it's a guy and a girl looking for a third party. Whoa. So that's yeah. even taking it to another level because it's not just the girl saying, you know, let's bring in a third person. But she's doing it really publicly. Tinder to yeah. me is so interesting to do that because that's your profile. That's your face. There would be thousands of people that would see that. Um, that would your either family, swipe, swipe left. Exactly. Family members, like mates, like, you know, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's right out there. So to th- it's one thing I suppose to put yourself out there as a single person to say, this is me and this is who yeah, I'm kind of looking it for. It says a lot. To, to put up a, a couple shot of you and your BF, um, hey, we're looking for a third party and then someone from work comes across it, obviously. But people don't think. Yeah, it's don't think so at all. You, yeah. People do not think that anyone's going to see it. It's really crazy. I guess this is kind of this naive thing that still happens with all online interaction. I think people are still a little bit disconnected from what actually is happening. <laughs> and the idea that, you know, that they think they could potentially get away with maybe no one really noticing is just mind-blowing. Mm. Like, how? How? I, I was saying the other day, I actually have a feeling that my ex has a girlfriend. Like, I was like, I've just got this hunch that he's met someone. And then my girlfriend goes, nah, sorry, I'm on Tinder. And I was like, That's well, there you go. But how, how many screenshots like, oh. How many screenshots have you received from mates that are on Tinder that have screenshotted pics of people, people that, that you know? People that you yeah. know. People I that know. they're like, ha, 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 how funny, look who I matched with. Like, there's... Oh, God. You if see I see anyone I know, apart from that dude I was telling the story about before, I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. Like, it mortifies me. <laughs> Even when I see my cousins, I've seen my cousins on there oh. before, and I'm like, this oh. is fucked. Like, no, thank you. Did no. you did you see that company, that couple in Germany? I think it was Germany. And it was a brother and a sister. And they <laughs> met on... Matched. They met on... T- yeah, but they were born, but they were separated. Like, their oh, parents no. moved. Like, one of the... You know, they, they became estranged and moved away when they were toddlers. They like matched together on Tinder. Awful. Yeah, got together and then found out that they were actually brother and sister. That you just oh, go... Oh, <laughs> Going back to husband hunting. Like, yeah, yeah fate. Trust in your, yeah. Family, your true love. Yeah, it could be your fucking brother. Write a profile <laughs> and under no deals is family members. I would yeah. say that. Be no right deals. up there. Siblings. Yeah. <laughs> Incest. Yeah. It's up oh, there. No. Oh, that's, Not there. <laughs> that's a big word, Chrissy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, on that note, uh, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Oh, Genevieve, I hope you had a good time. Did you manage to get a word in? I did. Thanks so much okay. for um, giving me a call. It was amazing. Thanks for listening. Um, And we're so excited. I am absolutely just bang on to read your book now. Um, But as we said before, HarperCollins have published it. Uh, It's available online and we wish you all the best and we'll have to get you on again soon. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. Thanks, Genevieve. Okay, speak to you soon, guys. Bye. Oh, we, we, actually, Christy. I was like, oh, what's this awkward any, silence? Because I forget, keep forgetting that I have to let everyone know where they can listen to oh, the yeah, show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we better do that. 
must be a bit tired this week. Genevieve, feel free to go if you like. This is pretty boring. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't listened to us before, or potentially you're somebody that um, that is a fan of Genevieve's work and, and you're new to the podcast, we're so wrapped to have you. Um, but we do chat uh, this kind of caper with all different women uh, that we call our Hot Seat Hottie each and every week. So you can head to iTunes, podcast.thinkagirl.com.au is where you can find us. Uh, we've launched a YouTube channel as well, which you can check us out on, uh, which is youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls uh, and to check out all of our articles we have a column um, a weekly column now which is you know becoming more and more popular and, and we're, we're doing more and more work for news.com.au um, head to thinkgirl.com.au all of our work is is will be published up there as well if you missed anything i think that's it genevieve are you still there great yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was okay. giving her a little gap bye chicks <laughs> see ya thanks bye up next week on Thinking Girl the Podcast. You may recognise this chick from The Circle and more recently replace Carrie on her maternity leave on the project. Georgie Coglin joins us and she opens up about basically everything. From working on myself a lot, I'm constantly reading books and self-help. I'm constantly meditating. I'm constantly... Sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, but that's yeah. the way I keep growing. I just see myself as an onion and every, every layer... That you peel back, you get closer and closer to that golden core of who you really are. Mm, yeah. and I don't think we should ever stop learning. Like, I mm. want to be doing this when I'm 80 and 90. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Psst, hey you. You're looking for some more. Well, clearly, they're sticking around for something. <laughs> well, we've got, what have we got, Christy? What have we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash The Thinker Girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some live shows of this podcast. We've got, <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got... stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there, youtube.com forward slash The Thinker Girls. Can we start whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 